I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Shield On. Over the past one or two years, an exhibit has been touring natural history museums in Japan, combining a collection of real fossils from which Pokemon drew inspiration, with scale models of the in-game fossils, the living Pokemon or their fossilized skeletons, the Pokemon Fossil Museum was the stuff of dreams for me, combining all the exact things I'm most obsessed with. The exhibit started in Hokkaido, which was a bit too far for me. It then made a stop in Tokyo, which I did visit only to discover when I arrived that they were only accepting visitors who booked in advance. Finally, the exhibit was displayed in Toyohashi, near Nagoya in Aichi Prefecture. Over my four-day weekend at the end of summer, I made a trip of it and finally visited. It was amazing, as though it had been made especially for me. I posted a short video on the Loop Loves Pokemon YouTube channel, and I'll include a link in the episode notes. Among the Pokemon on display at the Pokemon Fossil Museum was Shieldon. A steel and rock type, this is a cute little yellow and black quadrupedal dinosaur. It vaguely resembles a Protoceratops, a smaller and earlier relative of the more famous Triceratops. Its face looks like a shield, particularly reminding me of the African shields called Isihlangu in Zulu, although I'm almost definitely pronouncing that word wrong based on my track record of trying to repeat names and words my friend Promise teaches me. Anyway, Shieldon is revived from a shield fossil. This, and the skull fossil from which we get Cranodos, is found in Sinnoh by manually mining rocks from the walls of the Grand Underground. A whole map of minigames and multiplayer this was a beloved aspect of the original Diamond and Pearl, and was one of the only areas to see new content in the remakes, at least allowing me to use Pokemon like Magmar during my playthrough, which were originally only available post-game. HeartGold and SoulSilver tell us, It was generated from a fossil dug out of a layer of clay that was older than anyone knows. It has a sturdy face. Somewhat like Cranidos, most of Shieldon's Pokédex entries talk about its strong head, in this case, however, the head is a defensive measure rather than a battering ram. Pokemon Diamond tells us, A Pokemon that lived in jungles around 100 million years ago. Its facial hide is extremely hard. And Pokemon Pearl tells us, It habitually polishes its face by rubbing it against tree trunks. It is weak to attacks from behind. And Platinum says, It is outstandingly armoured. As a result, it could eat grass and berries without having to fight. Finally, Legends Arceus tells us, Much remains unknown about this Pokémon, as few have ever seen it. However, we know that it is calm and dislikes conflict, and that it enjoys polishing its face against trees and rocks. The name Shieldon combines shield with Don, presumably just because Don is a dinosaur-sounding suffix. The Japanese name Tatitops makes a little more sense. Tate is the Japanese for shield, Although Japanese history is oddly lacking in shields, past the early centuries where Japanese soldiers were indistinguishable from Chinese or Korean. The tops part obviously comes from the Ceratops dinosaurs. While I don't have any memories of using Cranodos during my teenage playthrough of Pokemon Diamond, I did use Shieldon all the way through my run of the recent Shining Pearl. Although it wasn't a Shieldon after level 30, when it became a Bastiodon. Bastiodon is a bigger, burlier monster, 
with a huge square great shield for a face. Additional spikes and bones make it resemble a castle fortress, while also being reminiscent of nosebone piercings, which are found in many cultures, but are often used as a shorthand for indigenous people or prehistoric people in media. Pokemon Diamond tells us, Any frontal attack is repulsed. It is a docile Pokemon that feeds on grass and berries. And Ultra Sun tells us, The bones of its face are huge and hard, so they were mistaken for its spine, until after this Pokemon was successfully restored. The square shape reminds somewhat of a Roman shield, and some Pokedex entries specifically talk about Bastiodons forming a wall, not unlike the phalanx formation used expertly by Roman armies. Pokemon Pearl tells us, When attacked, they form a wall with their shield-like faces to protect their young. And Platinum says, When they lined up side by side, no foe could break through. They shielded their young in that way. And Heart Gold and Soul Silver tell us, When attacked, they form a wall. Their rock-hard faces serve to protect them from the attacks. I'm also reminded of a famous yokai called the Nurikabe, sometimes depicted as a long monster with a square front, and other times as a quite literal brick wall, animated or possessed like a classic umbrella yokai. This beastie was one of the most annoying to fight in Okami, and inspired the likes of Womps and Thwomps in the Mario games. The name Bastiodon expands on Shieldon by adding Bastille, a French term for an impregnable fortress castle. The Japanese name is similar. Toridepes combines the tops from Ceratops and now mixes it with Toridae, Japanese for fortress. This Pokemon takes all the defensive qualities of a castle, pitting them against the attacking power of Rampardos. Pokemon Moon tells us, It lived in the same environments as Rampardos. Their fossils have been found together, seemingly from after they'd fought to the finish. Like Rampardos and its incredible attack, Bastiodon has exceptionally high defense and special defense. Also like Rampardos, this is undone by a fatal flaw. In Rampardos' case, it was weak speed. For Bastiodon, it's unfortunate typing. Steel and Rock are each solid types individually, but together their weaknesses start to pile up. A Steel type weak to water, or a Rock type hurt by fire, is hardly a solid defensive prospect. As our first proper dinosaur-based Pokémon, Cranidos and Shieldon had a lot to live up to. After using Bastiodon through the Sinnoh region last winter, then seeing its skeleton at a museum this year, I've developed quite a lot of affection for the monster. The same as with real dinosaurs, however. Seeing the skeleton in a museum just makes me lament the fact that I'll never meet a living version. Music for Luplo's Pokémon was composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Writing, producing, and editing is by me, Luke Summerhays, and funding is provided by you lovely listeners on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius to find links to the other shows I make. And if you want, please throw a dollar a month our way to help keep things online and listen to shows early. I love hearing from you guys about why you love these Pokemon too. Hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN about our next two monsters, Burmy and then Combi, or about any other Pokemon you want to share your love for. We're also barely a month away from the launch of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, so get ready for some episodes on the Pokemon of the Paudio region, and maybe some streams if I can sort out my computer situation. 
And even if you don't feel like doing any of what I just said, thank you so much just for listening. I love Shieldon. And remember, I love you too.